Effective communication for church leadership coming up on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Mike Holmes here. Welcome. Good to see you here on our podcast. If you're watching visually on our YouTube channel, we appreciate that. If you're listening on our regular uh, way that you get your podcast, we appreciate that as well. It is good to be back with you here this week for our leadership series for local churches. And today we are talking about effective communication for local church leadership. In fact, our entire series is really on church leadership, but one of the most important areas that we need to cover is this idea of being a great communicator. It's right up there near the top of the list. Obviously, leaderships have to be, you have to be competent leader, and obviously, you got to have character and a lot of other things, but communication is right up there, and if you are poor at communication, you will suffer as a leader. Now, that doesn't mean you're poor at preaching, that doesn't mean you're poor at ministering or poor at pastoring, but if you're poor at having Having and covering all these areas of communication we're going to be talking about. And if you're missing in some of those, then it's not going to go well for you in some areas. So that's why we have this podcast. That's why we're doing this training. We have several sessions here that we're going to be doing. And I'll go through uh, here in just a little while uh, what all we're going to be covering in, in the future weeks. But today we're kind of covering the, uh, the idea of being an effective communicator and what those areas cover and the idea of of leading as you're communicating, communicating as you're leading. Now, you may be a, a preacher, but that doesn't mean you're a good leader, okay? And you may be a pastor, but that doesn't mean that you're effective in a leader. You may be a Sunday school teacher. You might be a deacon or an executive person of some level. You might have uh, some title as an elder or, you know, things like that. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're leading well. And what we want to work on, in fact, that's why you're here is to learn how to lead well and to be better at being the right kind of leader that God wants you to be. And this is something that all leaders go through all the time. It's a constant examination of themselves, finding out the areas where they're short. You know, it's kind of like a bar graph. I say you might be good in this and you might be lower in this and higher in this and better in this and better at that, all the different things. But we need to raise up our communication to be right at the very best that we can be. And I want to go through some specific things that will uh, that will help you out and, and help you in that area. Uh, we're going to be talking about the idea here uh, today, specifically between leading and managing. And let me just give you the, in a nutshell, if you want it in just a handful of words, you lead people and you manage things. Let me say that again. You lead people and you manage things. Now, this is the, the nuts and bolts of this entire podcast. And, and by the way, I can't even remember if I introduced myself. For some of you, you probably know me. You've been on quite a few of these. I'm Mike Holmes, founding pastor of Sinclair Baptist Church out in the central Wyoming. And uh, we've got a great ministry uh, going on here. Uh, we've turned over the work to a, a new younger guy, a guy who can hear, a guy who's stronger, a guy who's uh, more physically fit than me. And uh, we have all sorts of young families at our church. It is a great 
ministry, and we're very excited about it. Love to have you come visit sometime. Anyway, back to you. We want to talk about how you can become the best leader that you possibly can be. And in that, there is a level of things that you'll have to do that are management things that are embedded in being a good leader. And again, we lead we lead people, but we manage things. Now, but what I mean by that, and obviously we've talked about some of the leadership aspects over the last several podcasts. If you've missed them, go back and talk about how we're casting vision and the categories of vision and how you can you know, do vision better uh, so it got, lasts for the long term. But when it comes to management, there are things that we have to manage as leaders. As a leader, you're probably going to be managing several things. You manage budgets, you manage schedules, you manage calendars, you manage personnel in the sense of kind of hiring and bringing them on. And then once they're there, then you become the leader for them. But there are many things that we have to manage. And we want to make sure that we have the proper balance of managing and leading at the at the same time. And there's sometimes there's days when you lead more and there's times when you manage more. Uh, there's sort of a balance there. If you are a church leader and the senior leader, there are some times when you can lead too much and not manage enough. And then you can also do the opposite. You can manage and not lead enough. And a lot of these are tendencies that we have. Many people are very good at organizing things and putting everything together in the in the right way. And there's, boy, believe me, I, I'm not one of those. I, I, I lost my to-do list long ago, okay? it's uh, I, I'm not good at cal- – I've got to buy a new calendar. We're halfway through February. I've got to buy a new calendar for 2022. I just got things scratched on pieces of paper right now. I'm not a good manager in those regards. But you might be a better manager. That might be your strength. And you can tend to – lean that direction and that's good but you need to learn how to lead as well you might be the other way where you might be you know very good at the leadership and you can give the vision and you can motivate and you can talk to people but you don't you can't run things very well we find this in politics it happens all the time there are guys that are tremendous campaigners and lousy congressmen or lousy senators or lousy presidents because they governors whatever it happens to be because they're very good at casting vision motivating people but when it comes down to daily nuts and bolts and what to do they are kind of found in the balance and they're found wanting you know in other words they're not not so hot at that and you've probably seen that plenty so i want to go through just a couple of things here and touch base on this very simple podcast to end today and then when we get kind of towards the end what i'm going to do is give you some of these other categories that we're going to cover over the next few weeks here so um the first of all this idea is um basically if you are a leader here's the, the process how it works you're going to lead and then you're going to manage what you gave the vision for and then you're going to lead some more so let me kind of explain how how that works if you're if the, the the idea of, of having to do both of them is you're going to cast some vision and you're going to put that vision out there and you're going to let people know this is where we're going and then after that's done you can't stop you have to then recruit and strategize and put people together and manage the calendars and the things and the budgets and all the the schedules that make that happen. And once you get kind of the nuts and bolts in places, then you begin to lead again. 
You start to take those people that you put in the right places and the budget that can finance it and the, and the calendar where it's all kind of blocked out and you get to do that. So the idea is, is that you lead and then you manage and then you lead. In other words, you do, you're doing all of these kind of things. I wrote in my notes here, you cast the vision and then you strategize about the vision and then you execute the vision, which is again, some of that, uh, some of the kind of the blend of leadership and management there. Now, the dangers and missteps on some of this, Eric, number one I wrote down is if you're all management and no leading, okay, if you're all management and no leading, in other words, you're, you, you've got all the nuts and bolts and you can put it together and you can do all that stuff. And what happens is, is you end up having program here and a program there and program and they start and they run on time and they're perfect and budget and all that, but they're not connected. They're not in the vision. They're, they're not all kind of put together. And if you find your church, if, if, if you are in this, and, and this is an old-fashioned saying, and it's kind of gross in a way, um, but it's, it's the saying of, if you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, Okay, if you are pastoring like a chicken with your head cut off, then you are strong on management and you need to get stronger on vision. You need to get stronger on the leadership side because it is the leadership that is cohesive and brings these things together. I have been to many places where someone has got a great program here and a great kids program there and a this, there, whatever, but there are no centralized core values that tie everything together. And what you have with that is, is sometimes this idea of sort of a, there's people there and they're doing things, but they are disconnected and they don't even really know what the other part of the church is doing. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. That happens all the time. And the result is a loss of momentum, and you start to kind of fall apart, and you run over here and work with this, and you run over here and you work with that, and you run over here and you work with that. And you probably have seen the picture of the guy juggling all the different plates or whatever. That is, the, that is what happens when you are strong on management and you are weaker on vision. And I want to encourage you to hang around over the next several weeks. We're going to help you to be better at leading and better at that vision. And again, go back and listen to the last uh, five podcasts that we did. You can find them there on YouTube, uh, you know, about vision is biblical and, you know, all that. You're going to find some good stuff there that will help you be better. Read some books on leadership. Become a better leader so that you have the cohesive thing and you're bringing this all together together. It's kind of like the P.T. Barnum Bailey Circus guy, whatever. Uh, I guess his name was Bailey or P.T. Barnum or whatever. I, I, I know they got a movie about him. I can't remember. Um, but a very famous guy that kind of organized the whole circus. He, I mean, he had the three-ring circus. He had this going on, this going on, this going on, this going on. Okay. He was a visionary that had it all going on. And he had all these little things. He wasn't running around necessarily juggling or chasing lions or doing trapeze work or whatever. He was the guy that had the bigger vision. And that's why it was very successful uh, in, the, in the last century, those circuses as they traveled around. So if you feel like you're a, running around like a chicken with your head cut off, this, the remedy for this is to begin to study and spend more time learning to be a better leader and working on the vision, working on the communication, some of these things we're going to talk about here uh, in, in just a moment, the topics that I'll give you. So that's error number one. The error number two is the flip side of this, and this is all leading and very little managing. And this happens a lot. It happens a lot with people that have passion. Uh, 
If you are passionate about reaching your, your community or if you're a missionary and you're passionate about reaching your, your country or your countryside or your little chunk of the, you know, Venezuela or wherever you happen to be, you know, if you've got that passion, you can have lots of passion, you can have lots of vision, but it's just like the pieces aren't coming together. I have worked with many guys that are tremendously passionate preachers, and they work and they want to do this, 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 but they don't have the managerial stuff down pat. They are not the leader of the management side, and I know that sounds kind of funny, but they're not leading with budget. They're not leading with calendar. They're not leading with uh, you know personnel. They're not leading with you know all the timing, the nuts and bolts, the scheduling stuff. They're not leading in that regard. And what you have there is you end up with a classic case of 5% of the people doing 95% of the work and you end up with burnout. And if you are a pastor that is becoming part of, you kind of getting into the burnout stage, it's because maybe what you have is you have lots of vision and you have lots of passion and you preach great messages and you have lots of passion, but you don't have a system for building volunteers. You don't have a way to put people uh, into, you know, you're budgeting things. You don't have a way of, of kind of getting all that together, the nuts, all the pieces, and you're just like a bunch of little Legos and they need to be all clicked together. And that's what we're going to cover some of that as well during this uh, podcast and during this YouTube series. So uh, really excited about helping you out. But, but that is something that happens if you could be the chicken run around here head cut off. You could be the person that is experiencing the burnout because you've got all this. You don't have volunteers. You don't have a plan. You don't have a schedule. You don't have a budget. You know, I worked with a guy years, years back. We went to, uh, up to uh, a uh, Alaska to help build a, a Bible camp, and this guy, Mister Vision, I'm telling you, he had vision oozing out all over. He's going to reach, you know, all of the, these tribes, and and we were reaching a lot of uh, uh, of the Native Americans. The uh, let's see, um, uh, try to get the name here. There, of course, there was obviously Eskimos there, but there was also um, uh, Athabascan, the Athabascan people, and he had had a, an inroad into them, and and so he had bought a piece of land, and he said, "Could you come up and help us develop this?" this piece of land and we're going to have a bible camp and so we we were going to the the land and we're going to have a camp and we'd gone up the year before and helped them build like an outhouse and just a little shed or something that's all they had and he had some logs and we were going to build a camp and we were going to run camp in like two weeks so it's like in two weeks it's like we're going to have all these kids show up and we had we had no we had no building we had no cook we had no uh, counselors other than it was going to be my guys that were helping build the building were going to become the counselors. Uh, you know, it, it, we had no money basically either. We, and, and on top of that, we had no plan. I mean, it was just like there was nothing. Now, fortunately, you know, God intervened. We put it together, ended up, we built a couple buildings real quick with the logs and had the kids indoors, you know, when the thing I became a cook. You can imagine that. Okay. I cooked food for like 30 people. We had, we didn't have a refrigerator. We had coolers and we had like this uh, A-frame kind of building and we put a tarp over it so the rain would, would shed off. And I had a barbecue grill and I had a one single burner thing. It was hooked to propane. And that's what I cooked everything on. 
And one day, like a guy comes up and he says, hey, I got some fish. And I mean, we're talking about like, fish this big. So he brings me these salmon, like gigantic salmon. It's like, well, I guess we're eating salmon for a couple of days. I didn't know how to cook a salmon. I mean, I've cooked a little trout on a frying pan before, but how do you cook it on a barbecue grill or a pot? You know, uh, yeah, it was it was unbelievable, but uh, it all worked out. But again, vision, but not a lot of execution. And so we survived that thing, and you're probably surviving too. But we want to go beyond surviving. And if you are a pastor of a local church, or you're a leader, you're a deacon, a Sunday school teacher, I know something about you. You don't just want to survive. You want to thrive. You want to reach as many as possible. And I'm telling you, we got to be better leaders if we're going to reach more people. We got to sharpen up in some of these areas. And we need to make sure that we're not all management and no leadership. And we need to make sure that we're not all leadership and no management. And I am here to help you with some of this because I have been through some of this. And my passion is to help you to have a flourishing church. So let me just give you the couple things that we're going to be uh, going over. And then I want to give you a link that will be a, a good resource for you. Uh, that's just a real simple link that you can go to that will help you with some uh, some leadership uh, kind of things. Um, we've already covered vision over the last several weeks. We've covered vision. We're going to be covering starting next week. We're going to be talking about the, the communication, effective communication in a local church of what we call one-on-one -on -one connection. Now, this is not what I would call counseling counseling or advice giving, you know, that, you know, official counseling, that type of stuff. But it is leading, coaching, and asking questions and really empowering the people that you have on a one-on-one -on -one basis. This is not from the pulpit to the people. This is from your face to their face, which probably is just a, you know, a, a few feet away. So we're going to talk about one-on-one -on -one communication and being a people person in that regard. And please uh, come and join us for that uh, next week. Uh, we're going to be then talking about managerial communication the following week. And this is sort of getting the right people. And this is, if you're the chicken with a head cut off person, you want to get to this one because we're going to be talking about how to lead as a manager. In other words, how to lead the things that you need and getting the right people at the table and the calendaring skills and, and all of that kind of stuff, making sure that your schedule, your personnel, your money, your meetings, your teams are kind of all put together in the right way. Okay. So we're going to be covering that. And that one actually might take two weeks um, to, to get all that done. Uh, then we're going to be talking about team leading. And this is once you've kind of put things together, there's a whole nother level shift that comes at a team leading. Instead of one-on-one, -on -one, okay, uh, instead of building it out, like we just talked about for the last week, it's going to be team leading. And this is where you're leading with three or four people. There's just a handful of people. These are kind of these smaller meetings and how you can get, you know, your Sunday school team, your, your uh, government type people would be like your deacons or your elders or whatever your leadership executive team has structure is however that works working with that level so we're going to be dealing with that um, and then the, the last bunch and this one is going to uh, go several several things is we're going to talk about what I kind of call the point person leading and this is your your mannerisms and all your techniques and all of the ways that you have to lead as a preacher or as a person in front when everybody is sitting in kind of straight rows okay so and we're not necessarily covering like 
preaching like expository or topical or some of that. I mean, we're going to kind of touch on some of that, but we're going to talk about the idea of how you lead from the pulpit, how you lead when you're in front of people and you're actually speaking. Okay. This would be like a, in politics, this would be the campaign speech, you know, the, your stump speech and, you know, all the different things that you do there. And, and everyone's kind of sitting there and how you use your announcements, how you use your sermons, how you use your presentation, your teaching, your preaching, all of that kind of stuff. And, and that's going to be some great stuff. In fact, one of the tidbits in here is that we've covered so many times is, is this. Your preaching is about what you believe, but your announcements are about what you're doing about what you believe. And so we're going to be talking about what you are doing about what you believe and how you're presenting that to people. And some of that is just, it's the simple word for it is announcements, but it really goes much deeper than that. There is so much leadership uh, that comes from the pulpit and needs to come from the pulpit while people are listening and sitting and, and, and they're eager. They've come to hear you speak. Everyone, you know, the music's done, the specials are over, and you're opening your mouth and their ears are open open and you have that grand opportunity to lead them and to move them. We're going to talk about that in, in much more details. And again, not as much like, you know, if you're expositing verse by verse out of, you know, Hebrews and Leviticus and all that kind of stuff, but what you are actually doing to lead the people. So all of that is there. Now, the link I wanted to get you to, uh, we have this as a Facebook group. It's called Reaching Young Families Facebook group. So we put stuff up on there regularly, and many of you are not on that. And I want to make sure that you get on that. So I'll put a link in the show notes here that you can use to click to it. But if you go to Facebook, and many of you are on Facebook, you just, if you're searching for somebody like you want to find your old high school buddy or something, you type their name in that little search bar, just type in Reaching Young Families. That's all you have to do. And it'll bring that group up, and you can click. It asks you a question about what are you, what is your biggest struggle in your area for reaching young families. And if you respond there, you can go ahead and do that. And then uh, we will get the thing and we'll, we'll, we'll join you, we'll approve you, I think is the word they use it right there. So anyway, thank you for being with us. This is effective communications in a local church. We want to be effective, not efficient. Okay. That's a whole different thing. We want to be effective and I want you to be effective and I want to be a blessing to you and help you with this. So please make sure that if, if this was helpful today, um, right now, just kind of look down there below and there's a little thumbs up button, a little thing, hit the thumbs up button or hit a like button. I think it says in some cases, and you can subscribe right on YouTube. There's a little box right there in the bottom corner. You can subscribe, click on that, and that make sure that you get notified and, and ready the next time we get the, uh, we come up. Also, if you're a podcast person, you can subscribe in whatever the platform is that you use on your phone or Google Podcasts or Spotify, whatever it happens to be. So again, thank you so much. Enjoyed being with you here today. And uh, God bless you. You have a great one. And we will see you next week. Thanks for being with us here on the Better Sundays Podcast.